Hello, this is episode nine of Born Fabulous podcast, where you will hear the first of a five-part interview with Jeannie Harris. Before the show starts, please enjoy this short clip of Love is a Potion. The lyrics are by Melissa Riggio, the subject of episodes one through four. The music and voice are by Rachel Fuller. Welcome to Born Fabulous, where we talk to parents and families as successful adults with disabilities and successful self-advocates who have disabilities. My name is Greta Harrison. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Jeannie Harris, the mother of Tim Harris. Tim Harris's motto is, if you can dream it, you can do it, from Walt Disney. Tim knows that he was born fabulous and deeply believes in the abilities of everyone. He feels it is his mission in life to inspire others. Tim, age 33, is a nationally renowned public speaker who has a company called Big Heart Enterprises. Before this, Tim had a nonprofit that worked with families to help them in the business world. Tim is best known for founding Tim's Place, a restaurant he ran in Albuquerque, New Mexico from 2010 to 2015. It was known as the world's friendliest restaurant, and Tim became famous for being a business owner who also counted hugs. When he stopped counting, He had well over 75,000 hugs. Tim met President Obama and many others as an ambassador for success and kindness. Tim has Down syndrome. Jeannie Harris is the proud mother of four sons. Tim is her second son. He is a retired business owner and a student of life. She continues to learn more about life and what is important from her sons. Jeannie and her husband, Keith, have been married for 38 years. They are avid sailors who have sailed throughout the Caribbean. Jeannie, welcome to Born Fabulous, and thank you for being here. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. So why don't we start out this conversation with what Tim is doing today? Let's get up to date on Tim Harris. Oh, well, Tim Harris still loves life every day. Uh, He still loves being a business owner. His uh, speaking career is still, right now, one of his favorite things is to go give a speech. And he doesn't care if it's for 50 people or 10,000 or 50,000. He just loves it and knows that he has an important message for people. And um, he absolutely loves it. When he's not out giving speeches, he still works part-time in a restaurant. Uh, he's There's a, a local restaurant in Albuquerque that um, loves to have him work there, and he's a, a host for them to greet customers. And um, so he keeps up his uh, restaurant skills and, is, and gets out there with people, which he absolutely loves. And he's well-loved in Albuquerque, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He still has people stop and go, Tim, is that you? Can I have a hug? <laughs> oh, oh. And for anybody who doesn't know, Tim is an 
excellent speaker. Of all the people that I've of, of all the people that I've heard, and I've heard many, many people speak with and without disabilities, he's absolutely the best. And as you said, he's a good hugger. And still a good hugger. Yeah. And still a good yeah. yes. yes, that's great. And uh, so tell me what are the challenges Tim faces now? I think he has uh, some challenges based on just everyday living that I think a lot of people have, especially single people. <laughs> he's um, he's like every once in a while just lets his apartment go and 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 also his weight he really struggles it's it's very hard he he walks everywhere he exercises regularly but he really struggles with his weight still and um that's been ongoing for him and it breaks my heart it's like you know i know he wants to sit down there and have a cheeseburger and french fries and a beer with his brothers and he struggles with it every time like knowing he knows that he doesn't need that, but he wants it. You know, just the, you know, those challenges are kind of the normal things. Um, he also is um, having, he's, he wants to settle down and be married. And it's a big challenge for him um, meeting women to date. I, it's really been difficult for him. Well, newsflash, everybody, Tim Harris is single. Tim Harris is single. Tim Harris is single and wants to mingle, right? Single and wants to mingle. He'd like to have a T-shirt that says that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great idea. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he also keeps active. Um, uh, he's very active on social media and still has a pretty, very large Facebook and Instagram following and posts regularly and just does things from his life. Now, he's not lonely. He's not sitting there by himself unless he wants to. He has, on his own, made a, a large social network of friends. He's joined a running club. He oh. does Special Olympics year-round. Um, he... Has he still calls people that used to work at his restaurant and says, "Hey, let's go out and and meet." He's met some people at the gym that he hangs out with, and he knows their whole family. And he's and be, thanks to social media, he stayed friends with a lot of his high school friends. And so he's, I, I'll have people like that I haven't heard in five years. I'll run into him and they'll go, "Oh yeah." I talked to Tim last week and he, he's taught, he just reaches out to people all the time. So. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now Tim's business is big heart enterprises. Why don't you talk a little bit about big heart enterprises? So people know about that. Well, big heart enterprises was uh, when, um, when we closed down Tim's restaurant and started looking at, okay, what's next. Um, we talked to Tim about, look, you know, what, what's going on that you like? And he goes, and he's told his dad, I love giving speeches. And like you said, Greta, like when you see Tim speak, you know, he loves it. And he can hold that audience in the palm of his hand. And, and he loves his life. He believes in people. 
he believes in himself and he spreads this amazing message that is so captivating. And it's not always so much what he says. He's, he's got this presence that, that people are just drawn to and listen to him and feel with him what he's feeling. I, 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 I don't know exactly how to explain it. You really need to see it to believe it as, it, as you've talked about. It's, it's true. He has charisma. He has charisma. Wouldn't you say? Charisma. He has this uplifting spirit that, and, and, and uh, we had, we had a good friend who talked about that. They said, you know, Tim is, he has charisma and he, he is, it's not that just that he says to himself, I need to uplift these people. He just is that. You know what I does, you don't understand? Uh, he, embody, he embodies it. Yeah. He yeah, embodies it. Think about it. He embodies it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very contagious on stage. And, it, and like I said, it doesn't matter what size the crowd is. <laughs> it's a real gift. He has a true gift. Never yes. nervous. And it's so funny when he first started giving speeches, you know, we, the first one was for the national down syndrome convention and there were two, 3000 people there. And we kept asking him, Tim, are, so it's almost time for you to go on. Are you nervous? And you know, enough people asked him, he finally looked at his dad and he said, should I be nervous? <laughs> it's just people. He's, he's, he's up. He's talking to people. He loves people. He loves to talk. And he doesn't have that layer of, I don't know, self-doubt or fear that so many of us have. It, he's just, yeah, yeah, I'm here I am. I'm ready to tell you what I need to tell you. And that's it. And he has so much energy. Oh, so yeah. much energy. That comes out in his speeches too, it does. His, his energy. Yeah. And so tell us some stories about his speaking. Um, well, I, I really want, I do want to start. He wasn't speaking at the White House. I do want to talk about this though, because we were invited through Special Olympics. Tim was invited and my husband and I got to go as Tim's guests. And it was a, a Special Olympic event at the White House in 2014. And when he found out we were going, he said, I'm going to hug the president. (laughs) Tim, you know, I'm sorry, but you don't just run up to the president of the United States and give him a hug. Well, guess who was right about that? (laughs) And And that there's a video that went viral of Tim hugging the president at the white house. And, you know, it's just, he has this power of intention that once he sets his mind to it, he does it. And I'm, I'm sorry, I've forgotten your question now. No, no, but I, I do remember that video going viral. And I remember him hugging president Obama that, and, and president Obama enjoyed it as much oh, as Tim did. He visibly changed after. Yes. He, I mean, there was a visible change after, yes. after they hugged. So it was, very amazing, amazing evening. Um, I know. Uh, the speeches, the speeches. The so speeches, I, yeah. So one of his most, uh, can I name where he's, who he spoke for? Or like, Sure. Sorry. Sure. Oh. So um, one of his speeches last year, he went and spoke for the organization Shake Shack. They have an annual meeting with all their management. 
and they had Tim come um, and, and he was an inspirational, motivational speaker for them. And when we got to the hotel we were at, there was a little bit of construction going on as we were driving up. And Tim said to his dad, he said, what, what's all that going on? Oh, there's some construction going on and, and all that. And, and when it came time, uh, uh, a few hours later, when it came time for him to give his speech, he said to his dad, he goes, do you think those construction workers are still there? And his dad was, you know, Tim does think ahead, like, like are things, he's given enough speeches, he's come, become quite a pro at it. And I, we thought we were thinking ahead about, is there going to be noise? Is there going to be interruption? And his dad said, you know, I think they'll still be there, but it won't be a problem. He goes, well, that's good because I'm going to raise the roof off this place and we're going to need those guys. (laughs) (laughs) And he came out on the stage with that energy. And I have to tell you, the Shake Shack organization is like, they were already pumped. They are just this vibrant organization and they just responded to Tim's energy and it really did raise the roof. I'm telling you, it was amazing. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Are there any other stories you want to share? I think what I would like to share, uh, there's, oh, there's so many stories, but I would like to say that like Tim has um, really expanded what he does with his, in his speeches. He'll, he's gone to big fundraisers and been grand marshals of parades and then spoke to help other organizations raise money. Um, and also very much a motivational speaker, not just for corporations and companies, but for a lot of disability uh, related groups around the country. Um, he's, he's very, uh, he's got a wide range of messages that, that he has to share and is uplifting no matter what he does. Has he spoken to any uh, organizations or groups outside of the U S well, he was on a TV show in Brazil. He was. (laughs) Yes. There's this uh, woman. um, Oh shoot. I can't think of her name right now, but she has a very popular primetime television show. She's like uh, people compared us her to uh the Ellen DeGeneres of Brazil but she has her show is prime time at night and she wanted Tim on her show so they flew him to this show and he danced on the stage with her they she she interviewed him with an interpreter you know they, they spoke you know Portuguese and 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 he just like was unruffled like okay so I have an interpreter and and uh so that that was pretty big and I guess she has something like 18 million followers and so the next day they let they took him out to go to some of the more like uh where tourists would go and he got a ton of people in the streets going Tim Tim and getting hugs and he got recognized in Brazil so (laughs) wow that's wonderful when was that that was about 2015 I believe. I think I have some clips from that I can I can get to you. Okay. And he's spoken at um conventions in Mexico. Um he has some upcoming plans, nothing firm um in Germany, possibly London, and um very much interested in more worldwide. So that's exciting. That's exciting. Everybody keep your eyes on Tim Harris and follow what he's doing. So let's talk about what led to Tim opening a restaurant. Oh, well, 
That's interesting. Um, my husband and I are business owners, and I think that when Tim was a young age, um, probably I'm thinking around age 13 or 14, he said to his dad, I want to be a business owner someday. And that idea kept forming. And then when he was a senior in high school, he he was hired by a restaurant, um, a local restaurant, Red Robin, a chain, and to be a host. And when that happened, and we saw just what a natural he was greeting customers, seating them, talking to, he was... He was uplifting to the customers. He was uplifting to the employees. One of our favorite stories was, you know, as a parent, you go in. We, of course, became regulars at this restaurant. <laughs> and you go in and you're waiting for, okay, what do we need to fix here? Or what's he doing that's a problem? You know, I just a parental thing. And one day we go in and there was a bartender there. I'll never forget him. He's like, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Harris. I really need to talk to you. And we're like, oh, no. And then the manager came by and goes, oh, uh, don't go before I have a chance to talk to you. We thought, oh, no, this is, this is a problem. Because we had offered even, you know, he was still in high school. We had available, available to him job coaches and things like that. And at Red Robin, when they hired him, they said, we offered that. And they said, oh, no, we have our own training program and we'll train him ourselves. Okay. So we go in expecting, okay. You know, Greta, I, one thing I want to share with people about this story is, and we've experienced this in Tim's restaurant and in other places that he's worked. It's like people are afraid to tell Tim, no, they're afraid they're going to hurt his feelings. They're afraid, you know, they just don't want to be the one to upset him or make him sad or make him mad. And unfortunately, um, he gets away with that. And so we're afraid, like, we were afraid that they, that he was pushing the limits and nobody was afraid that nobody had knew what to do to set limits. And so we wanted to be there just to make sure. So that was our background going in that day. And we walked in and the bartender comes over to us and he said, I have to tell you something. He said, I can't have a bad day when your son's working here. And we're like, we're, you know, we're ready for a bad thing. We're like, this is bad. You know, like, and he's like, no, he said, I wake up at the wrong side of the bed. Some mornings I've got two kids. I'll wake up, you know, in a bad mood and yell at them and yell at my wife. And then I come and walk in this restaurant and there's Tim standing there ready to say hi to me or give me a hug. And he goes, I can't hang on to it. I, I cannot have a bad day when I'm with your son. And that was amazing. And so then when the restaurant manager comes by, he pulls, he comes with a big stack of paperwork and he showed us basic long story short. Um, our sales are up on the days that your son works here. And that's when we knew that Tim owning a restaurant was the right path to go on. And that's what led to us helping Tim start his dream of a restaurant. That's beautiful. And I think every parent can relate to what you said at the beginning, where we're waiting for the bad first, even a, a, a communication from a teacher. You, it took me a long time to learn that they can be good communications, not always bad. So 
Yeah, you're right. That's wonderful. I think our rescue gets on. Like you know, we have to, we have to protect our child. We we all know that when our children, we learn very quickly when our children are born, that we get a chance to teach the people around us. First, we get to our own acceptance, right? And then we get a chance to teach the people around us acceptance and tolerance and sometimes intolerance for inappropriate behavior. And and that's our job, right, Greta? I mean, as a parent, that's we know. And it's our job to teach people who don't know or who are afraid. And so we're, we expect to do that. And, and we are called to do that. So it's not like that doesn't happen also. That's wonderful. I know you have other stories about Tim and his restaurant. Why don't, why don't you share some of those? Oh, I, I wish that I had a way to capture for you what it was like when we first opened the doors to Tim's place. Um, we had him in a little quiet neighborhood. Um, a, pretty People were pretty excited. They could see a new restaurant was uh, under um, underway in this um, this spot in this strip mall that we had, and um, you know a lot of the locals just oh a new restaurant I can't wait to try it, and the signs go up and it's Tim's place and everything, and we <laughs> we Tim worked seven days a week. It was only broke, open for breakfast and lunch, so he wasn't hurting and he was a young man um 22 no 24 at the time so he had plenty of energy and um but uh we wanted him there because when people walked in the door that to tim's place there was so much magic like people walked in the door who knew us of course they're there um but then there were the people who didn't know and they didn't know who tim was they just saw this restaurant tim's place and they walk in the door, and there's this young man with Down syndrome with a big smile on his face going, hey, welcome to Tim's place. I'm Tim. And there were tears. There was laughter. There was shock. I can't tell you how many times someone came in just for a quick breakfast or lunch before or during work and then came back with their whole family on the weekend. They're like, you've got to see this place. You've got to meet Tim. Um, one of my favorite stories was, <laughs> okay, I'm, so when we went to putting decorations on the wall, people were, you know, we were like, what, what do we do? What, this is a happy place. What are we going to put on the walls? And somebody, I think our first manager said, look, this is Tim's restaurant. This wall need, these walls need to be about Tim. And that's, there's a lot of pictures of the walls on Tim's place. We had a whole hug wall of Tim giving hugs. We had all of his achievements from, high school homecoming king and you know graduating college and all that and and also we had a wall that said I'm more like you than different and showed him getting on the school bus or riding his bike or bowling with friends you know we just picked these things that we wanted people to relate to Tim um and but a lot of people were like oh you know don't know if that's a good idea. But anyway, one day I was standing in there and there was a woman just staring at the pictures, just going through case by case, the pictures. And I decided just a gut level reaction. I went over to talk to her and she was standing there crying. And I, I was like, hi, I'm Tim's mom. No kid, 
these are, you know, just pictures of Tim's life, you know, is there anything you want to know? Or do you, I can't remember exactly what I said to her, but just like kind of connected with her. And, and she was telling me that she was out of town from Atlanta and she was in town in Albuquerque. Her dad had to have brain surgery and they had been there, you know, waiting. Uh, Apparently they weren't able to go through with the surgery when they thought. So she, they were on hold and her brother said to her, I need to, I need to take you somewhere. And she brought him to Tim's place and she just felt this comfort, this, here's this place that's about being real and it's about hugging and it's about, you know, sharing a meal and, and openness and, you know, whatever, whatever brought you in there, you felt better when you left. And um, that happened a lot. I bet. And you had people travel just to go to Tim's place, didn't oh, you? From all over. Um, Tim's, Tim is hilarious. He he was being interviewed once. Uh, he got a lot of attention also from the from na- me, local and national media. And um, that's what got people coming in from all over. And uh, he had, it's funny that the week he went to Brazil, a couple came in like a month before and from Brazil and so we shared with them, Tim shared with them that he, hey, I'm going to Brazil. I'm going to be on this TV show. They ended up coming and escorting him around Brazil. So it was like wow, synchronicity, serendipitous things happened around Tim's restaurant. Um, and, uh, uh, oh, shoot, I forgot my train of thought there. Um, oh, so he was being interviewed once, and, and people have come from all over the world. And he was telling this interviewer, they said, the same thing, you know, people have come all from all over to come to your restaurant. And Tim says, yeah, it's a real tourist destination now. And he said, people come from China, Indiana. <laughs> I think he meant India, but <laughs> we were cracking up. <laughs> um, but yeah, just love his outwardness and his worldliness and also his innocence. <laughs> China, India, and Indiana, right? <laughs> That's cute. I'm one of my regrets is that we never made it there. So that's one of my regrets. Regrets, but I'm glad I've. Oh, oh. So tell me, why did he count hugs? Oh, he. So he's always been a hugger, and I think um, a lot of parents of children with Down syndrome can relate. And he actually had it in elementary school. It was on one of his IEPs to get Tim to stop hugging. (laughs) I still remember we were talking to his uncle and telling them, Oh yeah, we had another IEP and, and, you know, kind of giving an update on Tim. And we said, yeah, and by the way, they, they really need him to stop hugging. And, And his uncle said, wait a minute, there's something wrong with this. Maybe he, we need to give more hugs. Maybe we don't need to stop Tim from giving hugs. But anyway, um, he's always been a hugger. And so he wanted to hug his customers. And we said, well, and, and we had a lot of, a hard, very hard time over the years convincing Tim that not everybody likes to hug. And he really struggled with that. 
And so um, he said, we said, so it came about to put hugs on the menu. So he had hugs on the menu free of charge. And they even said sugar-free, calorie-free, <laughs> guilt-free. Um, so if you want a, tug, talk, a hug, talk to your server and you can get a hug. And we thought that was best for helping Tim set limits about don't, you don't just hug anybody and, um, get, and getting people to, you know, order it. It, it gets people to cross this line, like getting them to go in the door. They cross a line into something that's fabulous and something for some people that might be a little scary. Um, going to meet this person with a disability and I don't know what to say or how to act. Right. And so they get over that. And then we had a story. My husband was watching one day and there was this man probably about my age or a little older and kind of a little gruff and he's sitting there eating and, and he's watching Tim give some people some hugs and the server said, Oh yeah, that's on the menu. If you want a hug, you know, you order one. And he said, I don't, I don't need a hug. I don't, I don't want a hug from some stranger, you know, and he's sitting there eating his breakfast and he's watching this go on around him. And finally at the end, he goes, calls a server back over and he says, yeah, I guess I got to get me one of those. <laughs> and he stood up and he, he was one of those that just melted. And Tim will describe that in one of his videos. He talks about customers coming in the door and he says, and they will just melt in my arms. And pretty soon it didn't really need to have hugs on the menu because actually in another case of actually underestimating our son, he actually did know people who wanted a hug for the most part and people who didn't. Sometimes he gave people a hug because he knew they needed one, whether they wanted it or not. <laughs> so we got the um, one of the local organizations who um, supports uh, work is a workplace for people with disabilities. They're called Adelante. Um, they put together a hug counter with a digital hug counter that hung on his restaurant, and and Tim started counting his hugs so that we could put them on the counter. And didn't he have, when I saw him speak, I saw him speak in Richmond. Didn't he have like a portable hug counter? <laughs> he, had, he had a clicker. A clicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. At first, he was, he was memorizing how many hugs a day he got. And Tim actually has a really good memory, which is amazing to me because he didn't get it from me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, after a while, it got to be so many. And we started counting hugs when he would go give speeches. Um, and so he kept it in his pocket. And a lot of people didn't know he'd, he'd give a hug. And he'd reach in his pocket and click. He'd give a hug, reach in his pocket and click. So, so that was his portable hug counter. Yeah, I remember that. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's beautiful that you brought up the fact that an IEP meeting mentioned, when he was probably very little, right, mm-hmm. mentioned this. And here he goes on to be really famous for his hugs. I mean, he's famous for much more than that, but his hugs are a big part of it. And that reminds me of talk show hosts who have said that they got in trouble for talking too much and then they become talk show hosts, you know, (laughs) I, 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 I think it's, it's a cautionary tale to educators to really think about each individual child, each individual student. It is. And, and it's, it's the, you know, the, the rest of the story is that Tim needed to learn how to be appropriate with hugs, which was 
what helped him actually become famous with hugs, right? That's true. That's true. That's true. As you said, not everybody needs one. And he has that intuition. He knows. Thank you for listening to the ninth episode of Born Fabulous. I hope you enjoyed it and want to hear more. In episode 10, Jeannie Harris discusses a variety of topics from Tim's birth and early years to dating. I love her calm nature, advice, and the stories she shares. That episode comes out May 31st. To learn more about Tim and see some photos and videos, go to www.bornfabulouspodcast.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Born Fabulous Podcast on iTunes or any podcast directory. Please like us on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel. Now please enjoy this clip of The Ring. Lyrics are by Melissa Riggio, who was the subject of episodes one through four. The music and voice are by Rachel Fuller. So